Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And And we're we're Identical Twins. Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So, uh, Kelly and Kerry, welcome to Faith, Hope and Love. That's the latest podcast of Him Talk, Twin Talk. Where was it recorded? So that was actually a live recording. We usually don't do that, so it was kind of special. And we recorded it at our home church, which is the First Baptist Church in Reading, Massachusetts, sort of on the northeast coast of the United States. Fantastic. Yes, we're in New England. New That's England. what we call it. All right. yeah. well, I'm in Old Wales and the rest of the people are listening in Old <laughs> Great Britain. So there we are. We've, we've pinpointed each other now. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, it's been running for a long time. We're going to talk about the podcast, but I'd like to find out about the both of you. Now, the, uh, it says identical twins, you know, on the, on the podcast. I mean, I can't tell the difference. Can anybody? Yes, we're identical. identical. I'm Kelly. You I'm get- Carrie. <laughs> um, we do get people who say it's just impossible to tell us apart. I mean, I think there are differences. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that we also get people who say yeah. you look nothing alike. So, oh. I mean, it's just people's perspective, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe how we're like wearing our hair right. that day. Right. So we are identical twins. We're three minutes apart. And our lives are very similar. You know, we both have three children. We're both music teachers. We both work in the church. Isn't that amazing? Now then, where do you come from? Do you come from that part of the world? Do you, or have you moved mm-hmm. there? Oh, so you're, you're, you're close to home, close to home. Close Definitely to home. close to home. In fact, our parents and our other sister, we all go to the same church. Wow. We've been worshiping at this church for about 20 years. Yes. Wow. Now then, uh, tell me about you, with the, the other one. Does the other one look like you at all? No, no, she no. doesn't. She has dark hair. She has dark curly hair and she actually has Down syndrome. Oh, right. Uh. So she's she just celebrated. Well, actually, she'll be celebrating 51, but she, we had a big party for her when she hit 50. Yeah. And she uh, she she's awesome. You and, know, you know, she's special in her own way. Right. So we all have this kind of interesting, unique thing that we bring to the table. She has Down syndrome and we're twins and yeah. it just makes for a really fun family get together. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let, let's find out about um, about home. Then mum and dad, were they churchgoers? Have they always been churchgoers? Yeah. Our parents grew us, um, raised us in the church. Uh, they both are, you know, love the Lord. They love going to church. They love worship. Um, ironically, they're neither of them are musicians. They're, they don't really want to play or sing in the church. Um, but they always encouraged us to. Right. And I think that was the big thing. They got, they gave us piano lessons at an early age, then that we went to voice lessons and um, we were just definitely on that musical route. And both of us majored in music education in college um, and both of us became music teachers. And, you know, when you're a Christian and a musician, that sort of just kind of comes when you're when you're involved in a church. Well, of course, we're going to sing. Of course, we're going to lead. Right. Um, and then it just ended up becoming another career, too. Yeah, what, what did a vocation. Mean, yeah. What did mom and dad do? What were they what were their jobs? So mom, mom was a nurse. She's yeah. since retired. And our dad actually is a cobbler oh, wow. and he still owns his own shoe repair business. Mm-hmm. 
And we did have them on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of funny. We said, just come on, let's interview you. People want to know more about you. Right. People want to know where we came from. <laughs> yeah. So mom came on the show when we talked about the wonderful song, Fill My Cup Lord. And that was episode 31. Mm. And she said that, you know, Fill My Cup Lord was one of her all time favorite hymns. And so she was happy to talk about it. And our dad was the episode right before um, episode 30. We talked about the hymn Faith of Our Fathers, which that wasn't a favorite of his. Right. But because it was talking about faith that's gone before us, the mm. faithful that have gone before us, and it's talking about carrying that faith and, right. and sort of teaching it to your children, um, teaching it to the next generation. Right. We just thought, let's get dad in for that. Yeah. So if people want to hear from our parents... <laughs> They're on the clock, episode yes. thirty and thirty-one. Because <laughs> you've done what? It's nearly—is it fifty-four, fifty-five, something like yes. that? That's yeah. quite—that is yeah. quite, a, quite a commitment. So obviously, you—you know—you start a podcast and you think, well, I'll give it a bash, and then you've got to do the next one and the next one. At least you've got a hymn book full of hymns to choose from. You've got plenty of material. Multiple oh, hymn books. Yeah. My my dad said, like, how long can you really do this for? And it's like. We have, so we are now in April of 2022. We have the, all the, the episodes set because the requests are coming in. So people are requesting him. So we have all of them set. We have interviews set um, all the way through till next Christmas. We have not picked our Christmas episodes. Right, right. Yes. But we have so many episodes that we're doing. And it's almost sad at this point when someone says, hey, you know, can you do some hymn that I we love, you know, say they want to, they want to do a victory in Jesus. And we say, okay, well, we're not getting that to like November. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. And we read some statistic that yeah. said most podcasts give up within the year, within yeah. the first year. Yeah. So if you can make it after your first year, then you're, then you're doing something well. Do. And so, so we've been doing it since September of 2020. Fantastic. I mean, and it started I'm, in the pandemic. In the it pandemic. started in the pandemic. We weren't worshiping together. We <laughs> missed our, our church family. We were all home. Yeah. Um, and to say we started in September of 2020, right. um, we actually started in like this spring. March or April yeah. because we had to get it all planned out. We yeah. released our first episode in September. Yeah. So pretty much the pandemic hit in March of 2020. And within a month, we were like, okay, what can we do? What what do we need to do? What's missing? Yeah. And then the podcast was born. Right. We've gone forward now because I still want to find out a little bit about you growing up. Um, oh. you, you know, okay. So uh, families, you mentioned your, your sister Down's syndrome. Um, that can be a big a shock to a family when you're expecting, you know, expecting something uh, different from your first yeah. family experience. How did your mum and dad cope with that? I mean, it was definitely, my mom will t has, she's often said she should write it down and like, you know, turn it into maybe an essay or a short story or something about what they went through because she was very young. She was only 20 years old. Um, and our dad was like 20, 24, or, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, they told them that they had a baby with Down syndrome and they went through, I think, all the, the process that anybody goes through, mm -hmm. which was, I think, you know, do we give this baby up for adoption? Do we keep her? How do we, we're grieving. What do we do? Yeah. Um, and you have to remember that back then they didn't know that she had Down syndrome until she was born. Right. So nowadays we have all the prenatal testings, you know, that we did with our kids, which was still 20 years ago. Um, and you would know ahead of time and you would like know what to expect and kind of wrap your brain about it. But these, this, this young married couple, you know, young, 
um, waited the nine months to have their baby, had all their plans, and then found out. So it was definitely, definitely shocking. Yeah, yeah. And, and being Christians as well, you know, you, I've had a number of guests on the program over the last uh, two weeks as I've been sitting in for the show, and, and another one had had uh, that experience in their family, and they were saying what a blessing Jack was to the whole family. Oh, um, absolutely. But the shock at the time, because you're not prepared, um, no. and then the questions that come along, you know, why me? Right. God, why are you right. doing and this to me? They're just, they didn't have a lot of information. Right. So, I mean, every time she made a milestone, it was like a surprise, you know? So I think initially they said she won't talk, she won't walk. Mm-hmm. She I, won't and live, I think her life expectancy yeah, was... She won't live past eight and then she won't live past 12. And then, you know, she'll never ride a bike. She'll never read. She'll never write. I mean, my parents fought mm-hmm. every right. every preconceived notion that they had of a, of a person with down syndrome. And she absolutely did everything that they said she wouldn't. And she's 50 years old and she's perfectly healthy. I mean, she went to high school with us. Like we all were the same age at the time. You know, we all went to the same high school. She went to a prom. She, you know, she did all of those high schoolish things that we were doing. Um, And now she lives in a group home. She has three roommates. Yeah. And she has staff that come in and, and help. And but she she doesn't rely on us or our parents um, for uh, for a daily living. What's her name? Sorry, I haven't asked her name. What's her name? Missy. She's Missy. Missy. We ever she's Melissa, but we've always called her Missy. So mm-hmm. we were the three sisters, Carrie, Kelly, Missy. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, when we were little, because we we're only eighteen months apart, they did think that we were triplets. Right. And honestly, I don't know. I can't picture our life any other way. Like we needed her in our family to kind of balance us out and, you know, to remind us of grace and patience. Cause I just feel like, yeah, yeah, we would even like our kids. So between us, we have six kids and even our six kids who are between the ages of 13 and 22, um, even them, the way they talk to her and relate to her and the way they look at other people who are like her, like, that has been such an important lesson for our family and it's gone on to the next generation. Right. Yeah. 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 And what's wonderful is that in the past people have been put away uh, and hidden. Right. Of course. And right. now, you know, it's the joy that we can all share from that experience. Okay. So I'm talking to Kelly and Kerry about him talk. Uh, you're based. I tell you what, let's, let's have our first hymn. Now you've chosen a couple of hymns and if I can find them, we'll, we'll play them today. Let's have a little look. Then you sent me a list of hymns here. Which one should we go for first? Do you think what would be your first favorite? Well, I mean, we have so many. So many. <laughs> I mean, it's almost impossible. But we thought since you were in the United Kingdom and we were in the States, we could maybe do a hymn that had its origins, um, origins in both places. Nice. So one of our favorite hymns is the hymn called Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Do you know that one? I don't, but I'm looking forward oh. to hearing it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. So Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus by Louisa Stead and William Kirkpatrick. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. So that was Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus by Louisa Stead and William Kirkpatrick. Tell me the story behind that hymn. <laughs> well, um, first of all, 
William Kirkpatrick is one of my favorite hymn writers. <laughs> he writes tunes and melodies that are so sweet and pretty. And when you listen to that tune of Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, I think he does such a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did the hymn Lead Me to Calvary. He did Jesus Saves. He did the alternate tune of Away in a Manger. Right. Oh. Away in a Manger. Mm-hmm. He does really pretty melodies. So I absolutely love when I get to talk about Kirkpatrick. But Louisa Stead, you know, a lot of hymns are written from places of heartbreak Mm -hmm. and tragedy. Um, She was on vacation with her husband and her son. They were swimming in, I think it was in New York, some lake in New York. And another child was really like drowning in the water And her husband went out to save um, the child and her husband ended up dying. And they watched him from the shore, trying to swim, trying to save this other child and just watching him die. And her life took a turn. We read that she had no money. She had no way to provide for her son. She had no food. And through it all, she trusted in Jesus. And not only did she trust in Jesus, but she actually thought that it was sweet to trust in Jesus. And it's just so amazing. Those are the words that we need to hear because in her heartache, she was able to trust in Jesus. That's how that's how we need to be. And I suppose that's why it rings true, because it comes from a place of, of experience, isn't it? It's not like exactly. She, you know, we find that there are some hymn writers who are actual Hymn writers, that's their job. They work for right. a publishing Someone company. Someone pays them. Mm-hmm. Right. They they have to just produce work, which there's beauty and all glory to God in that as well. But for someone who writes from their personal experience, like Louisa did, it means so much. And when you read, when you sing through that refrain, you know, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. I mean, that's what we should be singing like every day. Right. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. That becomes a prayer. So when we're singing hymns, it's about praise and worship, but it's also about prayer. Uh, you pray this for your life. You pray this for your daily life. Um, and I love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was born. So we're talking about a hymn that's hundreds of years old. She was born in 1850 in Dover, England. Dover, England. And they ended up coming to um, America when in, when she was in her 20s. Her mm-hmm. family moved here. So she started in England. We thought that was a fun one to start with. Yeah. <laughs> so we got we got the idea then of, of how this podcast worked. Back to you two. Back to you two. So you go to, oh, okay. you, so you go to high school. You do the prom. Uh, yeah. Where, where, did you, where did you meet the boys? Where did you meet the boys? Are they... <laughs> All of our dates came from theater because we were heavily involved in theater, children's theater, youth theater, high school theater. We always were in a show of some kind. So we always met guys there. Yeah. yeah. And I still, my husband, yeah, um, I met, met my husband. Singing. We were singing waiters and waitresses back in our 20s. Really? And that's how we met. Yeah. Well, what's a, what, my, what, was the, what was the restaurant like? And what were you singing? You were singing hymns in the restaurant. Oh, right? and we had so, so much fun. fun. We had so much fun. It was, um, it was like Broadway show tunes and then it was like 50s and 60s mm-hmm. and i sang the song from the 50s or 60s called leader of the pack yeah that's um right. this is like a, a core memory that yeah. i have yeah. you know the leader of the pack and i would rum, sing it, rum, and it it's about, yeah right <laughs> it's about the parents who wouldn't approve because he rode a motorcycle yeah. and um 
in the song, my husband was cast, you know, we weren't dating at the time, but he was the leader of the pack. He came out on a scooter, you know, and then, and we all like reacted to him. So that, so all of my, my, you know, my spouse and my previous dates, which weren't many, because we met when we were 19, um, were from performing, performing. And um, he and I hit it off right away. And then he was like, well, you know, I, I go to church and I was like, well, no, no, no. I like, I go to church. <laughs> like I go and he's like, no, no, I'll go on like Easter and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you're coming every week. <laughs> and um, he, he, he like had a reawakening and fell in love with the Lord. And, you know, we've been going ever since. Fantastic. Now then I, I want to say, is that Kelly or Kerry? Which one? Sorry, this who, is Kelly. That was Kelly. Kelly. Right. Yeah. Kerry, what about you? Same sort of story. <laughs> So, so my husband is Brian, and he actually grew up going to a Lutheran church. Right. Um. So he definitely feels like he likes sort of the structured right. setting of a worship style. He likes the hymns. Um. And so we go to a, a Baptist church, which is very much like that. Right. Um. But we do do modern praise songs as well. It's hymns and praise songs. And um, probably if we were gonna, you know, make a comparison, it's more contemporary praise than hymns okay but the hymns are still there the hymns are still there yeah um and he he actually is in broadcasting oh so he runs a cable station and he was the one who helped us like honestly when we said we wanted to do a podcast i looked online and people were like you can just do it on your phone Mm. and do it on your computer and he was the one who set us up with the roadcaster um, board yes. and our microphones yeah. and because he was able to u- get them from the studio and so because his studio was basically closed to the public during COVID yes, right. so he brought it all home and we set up our own little studio in the basement and then as his, everything went back to being open for his studio he had to bring it back <laughs> and he bought me one he, like for oh, Mother's Day he's, he's a keeper yeah. he's a keeper yeah. definitely a keeper yeah. definitely a keeper yeah. All right. So and you, so the yeah. funny thing is is that both of these gentlemen they both are interested in technology and and you know all of that stuff my husband works with computers during the day but they both run all the tech at our church so she and i are up there leading worship they're running sound and video um and computer and our kids are the instrumentalists and the singers like it's it's a huge family affair isn't that lovely isn't that lovely um so you leave university you use college you've got you've got your partners all sorted out and you both went into into teaching teaching. Yeah, yeah yeah in fact my first teaching job was in an elementary school um, in a town near here named Danvers. She graduated a year later. Carrie graduated a year later because she spent a year in England. Oh, yeah. where, where did you go? So I was at Royal Holloway University oh, in Surrey, lovely. Egham, Surrey. Nice. It was such a great experience. But because I was getting an American teaching degree, like that year really didn't contribute to my to my degree so I had to do another year but to me it was totally worth it um but I did do another year so So she graduated so I graduated first so the first time we didn't do something together (laughs) I graduated first and then I got this job um in an elementary school all the while knowing that I really wanted to work with high school students but you know I just get the job that I get because I just graduated so after that year was over the high school job in the same town opened up and I requested a transfer and I got into the high school after only one year of teaching she graduates and then she comes in and takes applies and gets the job that I just left (laughs) 
So we, we, neither of us were married. We had the same last name. We were identical twins. Those children had no idea that there was a new teacher there. We looked exactly like back then. It was a great experience. I have um, a bachelor's of science in music education, a master's in music education, and I have a certificate of, of advanced graduate studies in educational leadership. Right. So I really stayed. She, with she the went school. to the education route, and I got a bachelor's degree in music education, just like her. My master's degree was in education, um, not just music, but education in all creative arts. Yeah. And then uh, when I went and got my doctorate degree, I got it in worship studies oh. um, at a school here in, in America, down in Florida. I mean, I had three kids, but I went down to Florida for a few weeks at a time to get this degree, and that's what really got me into, you know, worship leading as a vocation, as a calling, not just like this kind of fun thing I did for extra money. Um, And it was wonderful. And it really changed my perspective on worship. Um, And it really like changed our church. Yeah. She took what she learned and the experiences that she had, and she taught the congregation. So we were able to understand, you know, just how purposeful and intentional and meaningful the worship service, the singing, the the singing part of the worship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just let's sing songs because we, we, we like them and we feel good about them, but they all are contributing to like that message that the pastor wants for that week, whatever the sermon is. And it creates this complete experience from beginning to end. You know, sometimes I feel like maybe you go to church and you have the music, which is an awesome experience and the sermon, which is beautiful. But what she, what she learned to do and what she taught us to like even appreciate it was the whole experience mm-hmm. yeah um right let's let's take another little break let's choose another piece of music you've suggested a couple more which one should we go for next let's do um an easter one how about christ the yes. lord is risen today christ the christ the lord is risen today that one yes, yes. you yeah. know that one <laughs> Fantastic. It's a classic. Okay, I'm talking to Kelly and Kerry. They have Him Talk, Twin Talk as a podcast. And this is Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, Alleluia. Raise your joys and triumphs high, Alleluia. Sing ye heavens and earth reply, Alleluia. An Easter hymn, uh, how appropriate, Christ the Lord is risen today. I'm talking yeah. to Kelly and Kerry, whose idea was the podcast and, and, and <laughs> Oh my goodness. I will tell you, you know, till till the cows come home that it was all her idea. Carrie did everything. She did the research. Of course, her husband helped her get the stuff. She did everything. And I was sitting there going, no one wants a (laughs) podcast about him. Like no one. And she was just, she was adamant. I had to really, really convince her. I love podcasts. So I was coming at it like I, so even before COVID, I was like, I love podcasts. I want to do one. And I have to say that the way we do our podcast, I I think it's very different from what you might expect. So you have entertainment podcasts, Mm -hmm. which are funny and silly and pure entertainment. And then you have spiritual, religious, sacred podcasts, preaching sermons, and they can be very serious. It can almost feel like 
you're being lectured. Yeah, like a college lecture. Yeah, depending. I mean, sometimes you're like, I can't even drive because I'm trying to concentrate so much on this podcast. And so I felt like I wanted a little bit of both. Like, why can't we be glorifying God, learning something really, really worthwhile, but still like having fun and being lighthearted about it? Um, and that was really, really important to me. I feel like I want people to listen and laugh. We right. say, we say, sing along with us, laugh along with us, right. worship with us. That's what we want. So we approach the hymn, I think, with a little bit more levity than maybe other podcasts right. would do. Mm-hmm. It's about where they're from, what they did, fun right. facts. Right. It's we always talk about travel, you know. So when we did Christ the Lord is risen today, we were like, we want to go to England, we want to visit yeah. Epworth, we want to see where he was born, we want to go to his house, you know. Right. We talk about that kind of thing. And then we talk about the theology, which is which is still really, really good, but it, it's not quite so serious. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the, the theology is important. Isn't it? I, one of my friends is a guy called Graham Kendrick. Have you done any of Graham Kendrick's? Oh, like oh he's great. He's we great. do a lot oh, of Graham Kendrick. Yeah. In fact, I think I have an anthology yeah. that he was an editor of. Oh, right. So, yeah. So, you know, the, the editors of these hymnals and songbooks are so important because it's their job to pick the right ones, to yes. pick the ones that are true, that are worshipful, that are appropriate that are singable you know so those editors have that job of putting them together and i'm pretty sure i have one by him yeah what well, yeah. you know he, he, making sure that the theology is correct and doesn't just yes. rhyme, doesn't just rhyme you know right um, I've just and we been... talk about that to be honest with you we talk a lot about you know why this hymn isn't maybe sung that often or why this hymn you know has disappeared from hymn, hymnals mm-hmm. um and a lot of times it's because it's not quite saying the truth and maybe it is it was for the sake of a rhyme you know or maybe it was for the sake of poetry Mm -hmm. or maybe it's true but there's like a caveat to it like it requires an explanation it's true except for or it's true but and in a hymn you don't have time to explain that right Mm -hmm. that your congregation is singing so you don't want to put words in their mouth if it's not like a hundred percent theologically sound and biblically true so those hymns without an explanation it's just not worth doing right yeah, yeah. okay I'm, I'm, we're going to choose another hymn now and um y- you know i come from wales uh, the land yes, the land of song definitely. we call it the land of song uh, and you know the, i'm not sure would you have heard of the welsh revival i often talk about it on this program the welsh revival 1904 evan roberts 26 year old miner from a place called Lacha. And uh, he was commissioned by the Almighty to lead a worldwide revival. And he did. Uh-huh. And, it, and it went right, ac- right across the world. Uh, 1904. Check it out, ladies. Check it out. Oh. But he was once asked, would the revival travel to, to England? And, and his, his response was, can they sing? Because he felt it was a singing revival. Now then, yeah. uh, you, you've you've cho- uh, chosen "Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah." Um, yeah, what a hymn! It, 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 it is lovely. Of course, written in Welsh originally, right. and then translated into in, into a, into a hymn. So, um, uh, one for me then. This one. This is uh, as as co-chosen with uh, Carrie and Kelly from Hymn Talk. Yeah. Hymn Talk. This is "Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah."
that guy, Mio, that great Jehovah. And uh, Kelly and Kerry. Now, the, an interesting thing about hymns, because here in Wales, that that hymn is sung at rugby matches and rugby internationals. Yes. Right. You know, we talked about that. Oh, we right. absolutely talked about that. But the strange thing is, you know, there are three verses, you know, guide me with our great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land, bread of heaven. And and the, the sad thing is about Wales, they've forgotten that there are two more verses because they, ah. they have the bread of heaven, they have the manna. And they yeah. never they never get through the wilderness to the promised land, you know, because right. it's songs of praises I will sing, you know. So it's right. it's uh, you need sometimes you can't just have verse one in the chorus. You need all three verses of a hymn to yes. make make sense of something. It develops a story in in the hymn. Right now, what's cool about that? If we could just talk about it for Come for on. a while, that was we did that early in the podcast. That was him. That was episode number five, right. and we wanted something old. We hadn't done you know, anything that was, had, that was our oldest one to date. And I just wanted to do right by the Welsh language and by the Welsh yeah. people. So yeah. I actually reached out. Right. I found the pastor of the Williams Pantakillen church in Landovery. Yes. And his name was Rob Morse. And he was wonderful. We actually <laughs> set up a video call and we chatted. He t- helped me through the pronunciations he gave me his story. He, I mean, this is the chapel in Landover named after William Williams, who wrote the hymn. Yes. Um, and he was absolutely wonderful to talk and to. And she, she tried to speak in Welsh the whole time. Do you remember any of it? I, well, I didn't try to speak in Welsh. I just said the. She tried to do the translation. Yeah. Yes. So I wrote it down. Come on. I mean, it was so hard. Our Gloithar Wine, Troyer, Anialuch. And that, and he said that was supposed to be. A prayer for strength to go through the wilderness of the world. That was like the original title yes. of and Guide then Me. We, it becomes Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah in English. Yes. Um, but yeah, initially it was Our Gloif, Our Wine, Troyer, Anialuch. Fantastic. <laughs> Fad- like, well native. Just like, honestly, it's like, it's like speaking to someone from home. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe, but yeah. Um, but Talking to him was amazing. Yeah. He was so, so helpful. And again, that was episode five. Yes. Right. So we were just in it right from the beginning. Like, yeah. how can we learn as much as we can about these hymns? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the podcast has connected us to so yeah. many people. I mean, it's we, I never really thought. But back then it was, you know, this one minister from well from Wales. But we've talked to people in Australia. We I mean, it, it's just been all over the world. In fact, our podcast has the most downloads in what, Indonesia? Um, was it Indonesia? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Really? So, I mean, Isn't it's just weird? kind of random that our podcast is popular in yeah. various segments of the world yeah oh, are you start a podcast that's that's good you've got a bit of help technique technically and obviously without being you, you can both talk um so that's <laughs> so that's not a problem but then how do you get the story out how do you get this twin home talk twin talk how do you you know because we all want you know uh, we all want listen I mean, we, we all want, want people, people to, to listen. listen yeah we want yeah, to, yeah. We want people to listen we really feel like you know this is something that people would appreciate they want would. to hear so our little tagline is that we're introducing um hymns to a whole to a whole new generation of podcast listeners you know they might not know these hymns yeah. and then at the same time we're introducing podcasts <laughs> to a whole generation of hymn listeners yeah. so i feel like we kind of are getting two segments of people we just try to be as out there as possible we right. have a large um christian college that's near us that we I, we both went to gordon college 
And we went to their um, homecoming and set up a table and talked to the students. And it was wonderful. It It was so great. But a lot of the students that came didn't know any of the hymns that we were talking about. And these are students at a Christian Christian college. college. And we would say, so we would joke and we would say, okay, we have a podcast about hymns. And a lot of times the question back was, what's a hymn? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, Or from their parents, what's a podcast? So yeah, we really saw this like way that we could connect, right. connect these pieces. Um, you know, so we, we do as much as we can. Yeah. We go out there. We we give sermons on hymns. We whatever. If someone wants us to do something, we almost always will say yes. Always say yes. But we do spend a lot of time on our social media platforms. Yeah. And that's where we get our hymn requests. That's how we do our giveaways. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. 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 And connecting with people on social media has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, is that how we found each other? Is that how I know. Found yeah, I, I think I found you on some social media platform, and I thought this looks yeah. interesting and sounds fantastic. Yeah, and, yeah. and and it wasn't just the hymns. You occasionally you'll do a a trivia uh, episode. Right. Yeah. Now t- tell people what you do with the trivia. So we have three trivia contests, and we're actually debating on whether or not we should do another. What's one our next if one? We, if we have a little bit of a break, but basically we just—it's super simple. We have a Google form, answer ten questions, and and we'll send you a prize. We'll send you a prize. <laughs> Honestly, everybody who's filled it out has gotten a prize. Right. I mean, if we got hundreds of people to fill it out, we probably wouldn't right. do yeah. that. Yeah. But so far, it's just easy to just send stuff out to. Anybody who fills it out. Um, sometimes people say that questions are way too hard. I and know. Sometimes they're way too easy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean to make them too hard. We don't mean to make them hard. Yeah. But it's just, a, it's a cute thing to do. We're also like playing around with the idea of having our like merchandise. You yes. know? So if we have mugs or bags or yeah. um, notebooks, journal journals, then with our Him Talk Twin Talk logo, then we want to give them out. Like yeah. we yeah. recently just got a logo, like a, a real Him Talk Twin Talk kind of logo that my daughter, who's creative, made. Um, and so we want to try to see what we can do for merchandising yeah. for that. Yeah. But, you know, social media gets a bad rap so much. And, and it's true. There are definitely some perils of social media. But when you're using social media to connect Christians with other Christians around the world, it's amazing. There's no other way to do that. Yeah. We would never have found you without social media. Yeah. And also, I mean, you look fun. Uh, it sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I, you know, this isn't just for Christians, is it? This is this is a podcast because you never know who is listening. Yeah. You never know, and you never know how a, how music or a story can change people's lives right. uh, forever. Okay, so the kids, they what do they think with their podcast moms? Are they are they happy with? <laughs> <are> they? <laughs> I mean, they're very supportive. We have a very like creative family, yeah. but there's always like some project going on. Well, who's writing a play and who's writing a book yeah. and who's doing a performance? Um, so the thing is, is that when we said we're doing a podcast, it was just like. Oh, of course, like it's mm-hmm. one other yeah, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anyone expected it to keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or or be for anybody really outside of our church family. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like so the people at church will listen to it, you know, but mm-hmm. but is it really going to go the distance? I mean, when I told my husband and daughter that we were doing this today with, you know, with a 
a Christian radio station, they were they were like wide eyed. Yeah. What? Oh, You're it's, doing it's, that? It's a big thing. It's a big it's thing. A big I gotta thing. tell you, I gotta, this could change your lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my kids, you know, they want to do their own podcast. Yes. I mean, now yes. they're like, if mom and mom and auntie can do this, my older boy is like very much into sports. He's a huge baseball fan. He thinks having like a sports related podcast, which sports related podcasts are huge. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, I don't I don't know how he would find his niche, but he would love to do that. Um, both of our youngest daughters, her youngest is 16, mine is 13. Um, they actually recorded a little bit for our podcast. So when we read scripture on the podcast, we have a little sound effect that, that comes up. And it's these cute little voices. And they say, what does the Bible say? And that was our daughter. They That's did great. that. We had a little applause and we we created that sound. We actually, we joke around a lot, but we love our sound effects. We have a, a bunch of sounds that we put into the episode. Just, just really, to keep it light, to keep it light. It's silly for really hundred yeah. percent of the time. The sounds are silly, but, but it's a hundred percent like our silly personality. We're not going to go and do a podcast that isn't like truly yeah. us. We're authentically us. So we think those sound effects are funny. So we use them. And every <laughs> once in a while, we'll like ask my parents or ask her husband because yeah. they'll be honest with us. We're like, okay, was like the drum roll mm-hmm. too, much too much for a sound effect or was yeah. the giggling too much? Yeah. And, and they'll tell us, but usually it's just, usually you know you're we're having fun you're having fun we're listening it's all good yeah there's gonna be a lot of fun in heaven i i've heard yes (laughs) so why not start now um okay well we're sort of coming to the end of our time you've you've started doing some live hymn talk twin talks i mean you could go on tour with this couldn't you (laughs) if someone wants us we'll go yeah isn't that fantastic no it's Um, the the lives end up having a end up being a little bit more serious in nature because they actually maybe have a little bit more of a message mm-hmm. right instead of just the history um it's it's really more about a takeaway right um which not all of our episodes really have that mm-hmm. uh so it's it's been wonderful to do it mm-hmm. so our pastor asked us twice to do it and we did it for christmas we did it for palm sunday and I feel and we like we would do it more. We would do it again mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, what are your what are your hopes? Obviously, you're bringing, as you say, you're bringing hymns to a generation that doesn't know what a hymn is and a podcast to a generation that doesn't know what a podcast is. You're bridging that gap. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what what are your hopes for hymn talk, twin talk in the future? Go on. Well, now, you've got to, you've got a dream, and you? you have a dream. You're, this is, well, this is not that big, but we really we don't have a website. Like I wish we could. <laughs> I know. We I wish website. we could be telling your listeners to go find hymn talk, twin talk. Dot com, but we don't have a website yes. yet because yes. our social, we just put all our emphasis in social media. Yeah. So please, you know, find us on social media, email us anytime at himtalktwintalk at gmail.com. But I mean, our big goal in the next few months will be yes. to get a good website. Right. But like our goal for him talk twin talk in general is, you know, I see, I see a book. I would love a book on hymns, you know, that, that kind of each, each chapter is a different hymn. I would love a book tour. And I would love to get into other churches and to be doing Him Talk Twin Talk for other churches, whether it's, you know, for women's ministry or for their Sunday morning service or, or anything. Sunday night service. Sunday night service. Yeah. I feel like um, we have a message that's really important that is given in a whimsical yet, you know, truthful and believable way. And I do think that there is a future for it. So we're just, we're just kind of taking it one day at a time, you know, and you know, God gave us this gift of music, right? He created music and yes, we want to use it for his glory. 
but according to the world standards, I mean, music is just really cool. You turn on the radio and you, you know, but people love music. Mm -hmm. So I think hymns, church music can be that, that connecting piece, that outreach. Like, well, I really like music. I like music from the sixties. I like music, whatever. And then we end up finding that they are also into hymns. They just have to be exposed to them. Mm -hmm. So learning about the music and being exposed to that music, I think is actually a really awesome outreach. Mm -hmm. People love music. I mean, I'm a music teacher, so I know my students love music and it doesn't matter if we're singing about a teddy bear or about a river, like they want to sing. And I feel like adults are going to be like that too. Absolutely. And we just want them to hear about hymns and through hymns, find the truth and love of Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Okay, so we need one final hymn, if that's all right. What have we What have we done so far? I think we've gone through most of your list. Uh, well, just as I am, just as I am. Oh, just as a- I am. I mean, just as I am was all about the Billy Graham Crusades here in America and all over the world. All over the world. Yeah, yeah. but that he made that hymn famous, and he ended up writing his memoir and got titling it just as I am. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things. And Charlotte that... Elliott, who wrote the words, was from England. Uh, oh, so we, we have another England connection. Another, another British connection. Well, it's, it's been yeah. lovely talking to you. I'm going to end our little section with this. But I've been speaking to Kelly and Kerry from Him Talk, Twin Talk. If people want to find, if they just put Him Talk, Twin Talk into any search engine on a computer, they will come to you one way, shape or form. What's What's next week's hymn? Have you recorded it yet, by the way? We have a hymn that came in from a listener, and it is literally one we've never heard of. Oh. It's I think it's more from a Catholic church. Right. It's called Lord for Tomorrow and Its Needs. The music is by Samuel Wilberforce. He was from England. He was part of that Clapham sect, yes. um, which Charlotte Elliott from Just As I Am is also part of that Clap- Clapham sect, or her, her father. And um, that will be our so next that, one. And it's completely brand new. Yep. We, over the course of the last, you know, 50 year and a half, episodes. we have a few episodes that we really did not know the hymn. Mm-hmm. And that's this one. This is going to be one. So yeah. we're excited to get that one out to everybody. Fantastic. All right. Well, you're not going to run out of material anytime soon. No. Uh, keep it fun. Keep it light and keep on, uh, you know, spreading the good news through the through the hymns. Hymn yes. Talk, Twin Talk. I've been speaking to Kelly and Kerry. And this is Just As I Am. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to That's terrific. All right. Well, lovely. Thank you very much indeed. And, Thanks for uh, having us. This was so great. It was very, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you ever so much indeed. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.